everybody, and welcome back to the Chiluminati Podcast, episode 163. As always, I am one of your hosts, joined by the... I'm going to go with today of my list, the Will Ferrell and John C. Riley of LA. You have a list? Yeah, I got a list, because I can't think of them and off the top of my head And on that list sometimes. is Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. You were shaking, bake, is what... All right, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah Come yeah, on yeah, now. Yeah. Who's who, though? Uh, You know what? I'm going to be real. I think... Alex is John C. Riley because he has the chops to do both dramatic <laughs> comedy and comedy. And tragedy. <laughs> Caliphate, <laughs> <up> in my <laughs> name. Me, not so much. I, I, I yell at kids for videos online. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what you do. You yell at children for videos yeah, it's, online. And his landlord is yeah, a six-year-old Yeah, me and girl. Pearl, we get, we get in fights online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, welcome uh, to episode 163. After a few weeks of some crazy, uh, some crazy topics, JFK, Smedley, Butler, and before we move into um, some more missing 411 and the next big serial killer topic, and Greenstone timeout. Are we, Alex? What? Alex, the entire fan base, the audience at large, uh-huh. is losing their collective minds at you, and I am with them. About what? The Greenstone. The green stone? Shut your damn mouth! You shut up! Are you talking about the Are you talking about the redstone? Is the redstone something you can get as a reward on Patreon? Mathis, you know what? Don't do it! Don't do this! You know I fell into the trap, and my foot's already stuck, and I'm I'm warning you off. Get away! Speaking <laughs> of falling into speaking of falling into traps, head on over to Patreon.com/slash/IlluminatiPod <laughs> where you can fall into a trap of good savings on things that you like. <laughs> As a bonus, I don't know about that, but okay. Here's the thing: it's a bonus for supporting this fine show, and in return, you get all kinds of stuff. You get, uh, you get like art. You get like ad-free episodes. Uh-huh. If you don't want to listen to any ads except for this one, you get access to our new show, Rotten Popcorn, which is all about talking over movies, uh, and uh, you know, weird movies. And it all comes at the time. Yeah, and it's and it keeps us afloat. It keeps the boat. Afloat. What are we gonna watch a good movie? What are, what are you talking, talking about? about? We have seen my favorite movie we've watched so far. I think Monsters was Amazing. Mazes and Monsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Mazes and Monsters is probably sucked. my favorite one. That, that UFO one like made me feel feelings. The, yeah, but the that UFO had nothing to do with UFOs. Like, that was some guy's journey he, to find himself. No, I was gonna say the UFO one was like too good. Yeah, because we were all so quiet and like it taken made me go by like, this man's it made me go tail. Like, Aww. Like yeah, a lot of yeah that was it was not good to shit you know, on. It was about a dude who was alone who just wanted to have like family and friends and that But how did he aliens, find him? You tell me what the aliens had to do with they any They brought of that. them all together. Step Monster is next. We're going to be watching that maybe Step in the next couple Monster. of days oh, here. Oh my god. Uh, so and it's going to be really great. I'm going to relive my childhood. It's so about tight. aliens. I can't wait. I cannot wait. Oof. We'll bring it back on Oof. track to good movies. I can't that's wait. That's all I care I about. I can wait. And we will see you there at patreon.com/slash <laughs> Chilluminati Pod, the website. I like it. That's gonna stick. It's shorter. It's gonna stick the a website. lot quicker. You know, again, that's you know, short attention spans yeah. of these zoomers these days. It's it is a website. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not lying that it is indeed a website. Mm. Boys, it has been since April since we've done any reader or Are listener you kidding stories. Me? How is I know, that possible? We, I feel like we do them. We we keep wanting to do them more often because there's so many good stories, but we just get we have so many big. Has it really been? That, kind of fill out. That, that seems like a lie. April. April is when because the last one was we, we learned about the guy who had that encounter with that weird skinwalker. That really just done. Out. JFK was super long, dude. 
I was about to say, yeah. was Alex's JFK stuff so long that it was it started in April? Is that, is that what I'm learning? I'm only uh, done. I've only I, done I don't three know or four JFK episodes. Was right after that, actually. I've only done I, three um, or four episodes this year. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. So it, encounter with us. That yeah. So the last one we did was encounter with the Skinwalker. Then we did the Bermuda Triangle, followed by the oh, conspiracy paranormal nice. game show that Alex did yes. for us. Then we did the the uh, guest episode with Pat the NES yep. Punk. Then we did all four Kentucky Cannibals, plus the bonus episode with Krendor inside it. I keep it. forgetting the fact that when you guys do episodes, they're like, 18-part series. I keep forgetting. Yeah, and so in my mind, it, becomes, go, becomes, yeah, we one, deep, we deep it becomes one baby. long story. And I'm like, oh, that was a fun episode. It's as deep as the rabbit hole itself. Yeah, yeah then four we had the weeks. Krendor episode. Then we had the JFK series. So, yeah, and that, that we haven't had a listener story since april man and it's so we got some good ones okay. to read through though All obviously right. on the minisodes there's a couple that we once in a while will read one especially on minisode 100 which is 100 minutes long there's some video footage to go along with I it i overplanned. i had like three more segments it ended up weird oh because God. it ended up weird because i didn't get to everything i think what the, was the I feedback the, were people as mad as i was i was a part of it and i was no people they loved, loved it. it people loved oh, it and i no. really think their some of their favorite parts was when it started to dawn on you and i that this wasn't a bit and it was actually going to be a hundred minutes <laughs> <laughs> as we Ah, the part that I hated, right. I was right. hoping that you wouldn't be sure the whole time how long it was going to happen. Man, once it passed like 40 minutes, I was like, ah. Once it was like 120 minutes, and I was like, that's not 100 minutes. Or whatever it was. It was like an hour 20 or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We were, hour, we were an hour and a half in. We are like, done. I was like, ah, ah, ah. That, there's 10 <laughs> more minutes after that. But we never got our reward. Just want to put that out there. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> gonna put that out there where's my coochie's key lime pie patreon.com slash illuminati pod it's a very special <laughs> reward so it, you know what was i called coochie's 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 kitchies coochie's key lime pies coochie's k-u-t-c-h-i-e-s from what i hear it's a very good pie possibly also secret society stuff yeah you know? are we gonna get for, is alex threatening for, to kill us it's a delicious pie that's the that's the ARG of all the Alex episodes. Is bit by bit he's laying out his plot to murder us and take the show. That's the funniest thing about this is that people are like, I can't wait to see how this all comes together. <laughs> I don't think it's going to come together at all. I'm <laughs> so worried it's going to be episode 306, and I'm still it's going to be like that damn Marvel man who came out of the ocean. I'm still going to be obsessed <laughs> with it. Like, no, why is no one talking bro. about this? You got you got to let that particular thing I go. I can't let it go. It's got to be. It's going to be like the rise of what Skywalker. What if it's the most what if it's the most chronologically recent movie and it's we just don't know that then i then i would be totally fine if they if they retcon stuff and made it that way fine but the current timeline is there are two movies at least two movies after that what about like fantastic four is going on and then all of a sudden like during fantastic four like a celestial emerges from the other side of the planet um that wouldn't make any sense because there'd be two celestials were they twins never no, mind i'm, I'm just back saying that, in you know, i'm back in for <laughs> twins. Back in, i'm back in yeah We've got reader stories, everybody, today. Uh, these are super fun. You guys have, there's so many on, on the subreddit. Obviously, we couldn't get through all of them, especially since it's been months since we've done them. So uh, if you want to drop a story, please drop it on the subreddit. Or if you're on the Discord, uh, drop it. There's a, a special place in the Discord. You can drop it as well. If you redrop, um, if you redrop it, delete the old one. Right, exactly. There you go. Give us just one spot where we can uh, collect them. But I'll, 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 uh, I'll have Alex start us off here uh, instead of me this time. With the very first story. All right. This one's called Peeping Terror, and it's from Duke Sprinkles. One word. Duke oh, Sprinkles. Duke Sprinkles. Duke Sprinkles. It's like Long Island. Or, Long Island. You know, something like Duke that. Sprinkles. 
It's always awkward trying to think of an introduction to these sort of things. The attached image should be revealed at the end of the story as it is a spoiler and requires so, some context. After so, the story, go on to Reddit. His story is there. Look up Duke Sprinkles and you can check out the image incredible. yourself. Incredible. Can't wait to do that. Hello. I hope life is showing you kindness. And if that isn't the case, you're at least showing kindness to yourself. Uh, good news. I am. I thought about sharing this bizarre story for a while and finally have the time to write it down. I give permission for it to be shared in the podcast. And for those reading this on the Reddit, I hope it at least entertains. I bet it will. Oh, thank you for such a pleasant introduction. I'm doing rather well. I, I hope yeah. you're doing well, too, Duke Sprinkles. Nah, yeah. not me. Duke Sprinkles. I hope the story is good <laughs> and you're not trying to butter us up. For the longest time, I've hated looking out of windows in the dead of night. At the first sign of the interior of the house being brighter than the outside world... I typically find myself drawing the curtains shut. If there are no curtains, anxiousness and weariness wash over me, and I want nothing more than to quickly avert my gaze and get clear of the windows to a place free from the light of the moon or the street lamps outside. Hell, the entire reason I've remembered this story, that I promise I'm going to get into eventually, is because of this very podcast and a window with open blinds. I used to work third shift security and was listening to the very first episode released on February 3rd of 2018. Don't hey, say Hey, thank that. you for the reminder. Is that <laughs> true? That's, yes, yeah. man. Every time you get reminded, I feel like you're just like, wait, what? Time my has hands. No, I'm telling you. Can you believe COVID we've been doing, again. destroyed my concept of time. Yeah. It the really two first, up. The first two years we were releasing bi-weekly at best, sometimes just one a month. So we weren't like super putting out content in the first year or two. Can I ask a question for Please. the Reddit? Just real quick before you continue, Alex. Sure. Have we gotten better or worse at podcasting since? Be oh, honest. So much better. Be honest. We, someone should create a, a, a comprehensive topic, just like, are they better or worse on Reddit? And then everyone just fill in yes or no, maybe make it a poll, and give you a reason. Like, they are better because I think Mathis tells good stories, or they are worse because Alex won't tell anyone about the green stone. Whatever you want to say. What are you talking about? Whatever you want to say, I'd love to hear. I think we've been downhill since Tommy Patera. I think we've never <laughs> oh, quite reached that height. That was and, it. That was uh, the glory days. That's it. That was, our, that was it. Those were our glory days. Episode 9, 10, 11. We can never, ever meet. It was nearing 2.30 a.m., and I was sitting in a pitch black break room. The darkness was kinder on my exhausted eyes, and I was staring out of the window into the sparse, nearly empty parking lot. It had been snowing for quite a while and thick flakes were still falling. I felt that uneasiness spike within me, as it always did when looking out an open window at night, when someone walked by the window and looked into it briefly before continuing on their way. Nope. No, it thank was, you. I don't want a stranger yeah, just yeah. peering into my window like, yeah, hey, what up? Right, I bye. hate that. It was just the snowplow crew coming through to clear away the snow and to salt oh, well. the sidewalks and parking lot, but it triggered in me a memory from my childhood that is the very reason I cannot stand looking out windows at night. Peeping Toms. I tried to do some research into the number of peeping Tom. Pe peeping Tom. Oh wow! I tried to do some research into the number of peeping Tom slash voyeurism cases. Peeping Tom. Peeping Tom. Peeping Tom. Peeping Tom slash every every time that you buy a pair of peeping Toms, uh, somebody gets to drink peeping. I was gonna say, can peeping Tom be like a B grade villain for Boston Baked Bean Boy? <laughs> so somebody gets a fresh glass of filtered peeping. Uh, <laughs> I tried to do some research into the number of peeping Tom slash voyeurism cases in America in a year. While I couldn't come up with any numbers, I did find a document online talking about voyeurism laws. Did you know that there are only 12 states that have laws specifically outlawing voyeurism? That's way too little, I right? feel like. 
There are that's how George McFly got away with it for so long. There are four. That's a Back <laughs> to the Future joke, Mathis. Don't worry. There are four. I've seen the first one. I've seen the first okay. one. Fair enough. Fair enough. There are four states with statues statutes that put voyeurism under invitation of privacy laws. In nine states, a voyeur may be charged with eavesdropping, and in Arkansas, you're considered a loiterer. Needless to say, I don't often think people really think about voyeurism unless they've been affected by it or are pervits, perverts who are into that sort of thing. Not like the laws would do me good, much good anyway, as my peeping Tom wasn't human. Whoa, the twist. The twist. What? My peeping Tom and the source of my... Yeah. That's <laughs> so... I just want to say, I love this... I doubted you at first, but I love this story so far. This is great, because it's like, yeah, voyeurism, not everyone thinks about it, but it doesn't matter, because it wasn't a human. This is good. This is real good. Boom, boom. My peeping Tom and the source of my anxiousness all happened when I was only three years old, over 30 years ago. Holy fuck. Yeah, yeah. we are with you yeah. on that. I lived in a house on the corner of where the main street of the village and a heavily used side road intersected. My room at the time, which I shared with my older sister... Jeez, I don't know why I'm so yawning. Was in the further, furthest most corner close to the intersection. Now, this and the layout I'm about to get into is important for a few reasons. We had a large wraparound porch that you had to come onto if you wanted to actually get into our house. On either side of the wraparound porch were doors that led into the house itself. One into a hallway, which immediately had a staircase leading to the second floor. And beyond that, at the end of the hallway, a door that led into our dining room. On, on the opposite, the visuals yeah. of this house—it just seems like you have a beautiful house. This seems like it seems, was a gorgeous yeah, very house. video game house. Yeah. On the opposite side of the porch was a door which led directly into the living room. Our room on the corner was attached to the living room. If you stepped out into the living room, immediately to the right and separated by an interior load-bearing wall, was the dining room. Across from our bedroom was my mom and dad's room, which, when I was a child, was a safe haven for me if I ever got scared and needed to rush into it for protection. Perhaps except for the, for the, perhaps except for the time I woke up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom on Easter Sunday, only to see my father in his tidy whities tiptoeing out of the darkness with two Easter baskets held in his hands. Wow, what a, what a great way. Have I told you about the time that I choked on a pickle and had my dad have to give me the naked Heimlich? No, he was naked. Yeah, I told the story on like streams before. Can I? Can we divert? And you want me to just tell that story real quick? I it's really just, quick. I think I, you might have already just done it. Whoa! All right. Whoa, so it was whoa. late at night. Why is it every time there's a story, it's always like Mathis got up with some weird ass shit and then freely offers that information? Isn't like you said. Yeah, I you know I naked Heimlich while I sucked on a pickle, and then you're like, but let me explain okay. to you. To be fair, let I me. didn't see that he was naked. I learned he was naked afterward. Okay. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do this. Dude, I have I'm an internet entertainer for over a decade. You have shame still. That still that surprises me. No, I, I don't, don't have shame. I'm just trying to prevent you from being the guy who's like, well, he tried to sell his soul to the devil and he doesn't make it. You're gonna be like Shh. what they're you're about to create the next <laughs> satanic panic. You alone. <laughs> you're you're Rusty Venture is who you are. <laughs> I don't know who that is. That's okay. Someone uh, someone out there does and it's hidden. <laughs> It's hitting. The, the story's easy, man. I was like 20, 21, probably living in my mom's basement, my parents' basement. I was playing World of Warcraft and I was in a raid and I was eating uh, on one plate chocolate pie and on, an, uh, on the other, I had a pickle. And I went back and forth. I'd take a bite of the chocolate pie and then I'd take a bite of the pickle because the sweet and the salty balanced it really well. Unfortunately, something was happening on WoW. So I took a bite of the pickle and instead of chewing, I like, without thinking, swallowed it. And lo and behold, it got lodged in my throat. I started choking. I started making my way up the stairs, trying not to panic. 
my vision was getting blurred. I just remember banging on my, my parents' door before throwing it open. And I kind of did the hand motion. And all I know is my dad got up, got behind me and Heimlicked me a couple of times and the pickle went down and I was like, <gasps> and then he quickly wrapped the towel, uh, his blanket around himself. Cause I had no idea. I didn't see, I didn't see Fully anything nude. other than like his face. And then the pickle went down and I lived. Thank God. That, that, I, that skipped the part where I tried to drink some water and it just made me it like clogged what little hole was there. Oh my God. What yeah. a horrifying and like sobering moment that must have been. I was, yeah, well, I never, I, I make sure to chew my Your rage group was like, on. where the fuck is he? Where did he go? There better be a great excuse. <laughs> no, they were, it was just like, what the fuck <laughs> are you doing? I was having a raid moment. I went back downstairs and my, I was dead and I had to respawn. Right, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to backtrack just a little bit. Perhaps except for the time I woke up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom on Easter Sunday, only to see my father, just like Mathis's father in his tidy whities tiptoeing mm -hmm. out of the darkness with two Easter baskets held in his hands. When he saw me, he looked me in the eyes and said, uh... The Easter Bunny isn't real. <laughs> I just nodded and went on my way to the bathroom because what are you supposed to do at that point? As for the last <laughs> details for setting up the necessary layout of this story, my bedroom had a large picture window. It was six feet tall and about seven feet wide, with the top of the window being eight feet from the floor. This window looked out onto the porch, which looked out onto the corner of the street. and It was also where my peeping Tom would come to visit me every night for two months or so. It always happened the same way. I was in bed and would slowly open my eyes and look over to that large window. A curtain that didn't quite reach the top of the window was drawn closed, pale white, and faintly see-through. I could see the stars peeking out just above the top of the curtain rod when I would hear the sound of footsteps, slowly making their way up onto the porch. The sensor light would flicker uh, to life just out of view. Eventually, the footsteps would stop outside of the window. I couldn't see any shape through the thin white curtain. I would see fingertips press against the glass just above the curtain rod, slowly turning inward toward one another. The hands were making a cupping motion to block out the motion sensor lighting. The two quick streaks of fog ran across the glass before a bone-white, pale forehead would press itself between its hands against the window. I mostly Ooh. remember the eyes. They were hollow pits of darkness, but I could tell there was something inside of them that was looking for movement, perhaps looking for me. Of course, I would inevitably move because I was three, and that was fucking horrifying. As soon as I got up to get the fuck out of there, it would turn its attention to me, pale lips splitting into a smile. The oh, rooms, God. The room Oof. then shakes, and a loud cacophony of sound plays. I can feel the deep notes in my chest. The pale figure then moves toward the door leading to the hallway. I knew it was coming for me. I had to get, my parents, I had to, get to my parents' room where it was safe, and I had to be quick. I always knew that the living room door was locked. It wouldn't be able to get in through that way. It would take its time to go through the hallway to get into the dining room, but it wouldn't be long. So I hop out of bed, rush to the door, which I throw wide open and start to run the short distance from my bedroom to my parents' room. My feet, in my panicked and sleepy uncoordination, get tangled and I fall hard onto my stomach. I look up to my immediate right and in the darkness of the dining room, the peeping Tom stands. Massive, tall, imposing, it lunges for me, slamming me onto my back, and wraps its long fingers around my throat. I'm starting to choke, and I can't breathe. I wake up in the bed in the middle of the night, out of breath and sweaty. It was a nightmare. Perhaps it was sleep paralysis. The dream would continue that way for two months. Sometimes I would get into my parents' bedroom, and they would be upset that I dove right in between them, landing on their legs or stomachs. Other nights I would trip, or I wouldn't be fast enough and the peeping Tom would once again pin me down and start to choke the life out of me. 
If I made it to my parents' room, I would sleep in there until the morning. If I didn't make it, I would wake up in the bed in the middle of the night, sometimes facing in opposite directions, as if unceremoniously tossed back onto it. As horrifying as all this was for me at the time, I do know the source of my nightmare. My family owned a Nintendo, and with it, they owned the game Gyrus. Gyrus? I don't know that game, actually. It was... If you look it up, you'll recognize it. It was released by Konami as an arcade game in 1983 and released by Konami's subsidiary, Ultra Games, in 1989. In the intro for this game, the attached screenshot appears of a large, menacingly jowled grandpa smirking over Earth while a spaceship laser blasts at him. The loud cacophonous music I heard, it's Tokata and Fugue in D minor, which is played at the very beginning of the Gyrus theme song. Two months of nightmares and three decades of disdain for windows without curtains thanks to an overactive imagination. If you made it this far, thanks for reading. While I'm headed off, I'll leave you with the story my Easter Bunny ruining father told me after I had mentioned my woe of voyeurism nightmares. When he was a child, he too looked out of his window only to see a pair of menacing eyes staring at him. He called to my grandpa who rushed outside, causing the man to stop trying to open my father's window and flee into the night. And I believe... That this is the picture of the box from Gyrus. I don't know why the link like ends. Yeah, I see before it. Before it gets all the text in there. <clears throat> yeah, it just looks like an evil NES elf man, old man. Like says mankind evil? must rid the universe of evil. It's a death-defying risk, and only a hero can. Succeed. Only a hero can stop space elves. <laughs> I get. I'm getting a 403 on it. Oh, weird. Will you link me that link in the in the chat so I can take a look? Sure. At it? Yeah, he looks like um. Oh, who is that actor? Oh, my goodness. That would be... Ed Asner is kind of who he looks oh like. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yep. He looks like an, like an elven Ed Asner. Yes. The Ed Asner of LA. Yeah. And so this story is interesting to me. Obviously, you know, the sleep paralysis part is interesting, but also from the wooey, you know, psychical angle of aliens on my part, you know, that, that theory of just like maybe they're latching onto our consciousness to like help themselves move in between, you know, their dimension and ours. If you believe they're interdimensional. Yeah. If they were using her as their anchor and she was familiar with the game, she's only three years old. Maybe this is just the easiest form, whatever these things could take. Cause the low rumbles and like the, the noises are very common in alien encounter and alien abduction scenarios, especially when there's a ship, but there's no ship in this story. It's just a figure that seems to move into the house in like a creepy way so you know if you like from my my weird side of seeing things i can kind of see how this would tie into some sort of alien like thing but on the other end you were also three you believe you know you woke up in bed a few times it's interesting i don't know i don't remember that gyrus cutscene. i've i've only yeah, ever, i never played gyrus, i remember the so. game i know what the game looks like which is like kind of just like a spaceship it's a shmup kind of shooter yeah, yeah, yeah. shmup yeah uh it's like kind of like actually more like space invaders it's like pretty old it's like sure. a pretty yeah but uh yeah i don't know good one i like that it was fully mundane in the end me too but was it if you have more if you have more on that story like about your what your father saw him too like again the idea that your father saw it too there's that generational click that a lot of ufo people tend to have it tends to like they have encounters with ufos and it weirdly runs in the family a lot of time so there's that there's that little that little tie too. I don't know, putting out there high strangeness, which I really love. So uh, on our script, Jesse, we're skipping the next story, but the one that says horror movie dreams is all yours, oh boy. Oh my lord. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Horror movie dreams. 
by user my beloved chaos real quick real quick just wanted to say this because it occurred to me before that last one that we just that i just read no no user story listener story whatever has ever had the energy of like a 2015 Eurojank horror game more than that than that absolutely Uh, you know what yes agree that's very true you could do something cool with that if you're like i want to make a little horror game out of that yeah sorry go on any any horror game that like has something stalking you and you're more or less helpless not outright tracing you but peering at you and like weirdly stalking you that shit gets me the most Ugh. for sure all right sorry jesse go ahead all good horror movie dreams by my beloved chaos let's do this thing i just had one of the best dreams i had in a while and i'm bookmarking my last meal or my meal last night for future i need good dreams night I feel that way every time I eat pizza late at night. I always have a wild dream. Feel free to read on the podcast if you like to. Everyone else, enjoy. Cheese is a is a common dream factory, isn't it? I don't know. I didn't know. I thought it was the combination of like grease and meat and like I don't know. I've heard I've heard cheese is like the dream substance. I don't know. Cheese is the dream substance? I love that. Anything that's called the dream substance, I'm here for. I think that's accurate in any context. So yesterday, I wanted to watch horror movies, but I never really got around to it. Well, my brain thought I really needed some horror in my life, so I had a full babysitter slasher movie dream. Hell yeah. I was babysitting two kids in a huge house. They have a game room in the attic, so I made them cookies and milk. I went down to get my helping of cookies and milk when a lady appeared and tried to slash me. It was the female counterpart to Jason. What's the what's the female counterpart to Jason? I actually know exactly what this is. Um, I do not. Because I exist in a weird part of the internet. This is what it is. For a, for a long time, these were very popular. Oh, um, okay. Cosplayers right. would dress like them. Basically, it's just oversexed. Again, Anime anything versions. can be oversexified on the internet. And this is just oversexed. It's just Jason an anime waifu wearing the Jason mask sideways. <laughs> so you can see her face and hot body. Yeah, counterpart. Sure, yeah, that's definitely the counterpart. I You're mean, right. That's my assumption. It could be like a full on <laughs> it's Jason, but with Does she know, have like a mom too? A like feminine body. I don't know. Yeah, whatever whatever. <laughs> so again, we're in this uh attic with the two kids. And uh, the writer went down to go get cookies and milk, and this lady appeared, tried to slash him. Uh, it was the female counterpart of Jason. As I tried to escape, I ran into the garage. There was a female counterpart of Freddy Krueger. Ah, uh, oh, see? Oh, shit. We've Perfect. got them both. You have both right there. This is like a sexy version of the Monster Mash. What the hell is this? This is great so far. I reached for my phone, <coughs> but I didn't have it on me because I had tiny woman pockets. The true nightmare. Now, here's the question. Do we know... My beloved chaos, are you are tiny woman pockets common for you in your day to day, or is this one of those like it was crazy because this is the first time it's ever happened to me? That would be helpful. In I assume, I assume you want me to figure out what this dream is, and I'm gonna let you know. Yeah, of course. I am not at all qualified to do this, but you keep asking. Y'all keep asking me, and so I'm gonna do, I'm gonna keep doing it. I don't think there's anybody who's qualified. I have to pick one dream now. Just because there's so many, we would do episodes only of dreams, and I just can't do that. So it's one per one of these. I got you. All right. I often find tiny woman pockets when I buy cute shorts. Yeah, at the, not for uh, me. Goodwill. I need, I need like, 
all cargo pant pockets all the time. I need extra space. Oh, I carry around a purse. I left so. my phone on the couch, which was now on the other side of Jason Lady. So I ran outside, and wouldn't you know, the female counterpart of Michael Myers was out there. Well, of course, young Jamie Lee Curtis, by the way, shout out Jamie. Young Jamie Lee Curtis, long hair, and all ready to slash me. Wait, when are we getting Jamie Lee Curtis on this podcast? No, I can't imagine <laughs> one way that I could ever be like, hey, uh, here's. <laughs> you want to be on Jaluminati? Let, let me pitch this to you. Here's what it's called. <laughs> we'll just talk Wait, about Wait, so killers. is Laurie Strode the counter? I guess she was supposed to be. Evil his- Laurie Strode. I don't know. There is a period. Young uh, a female counterpart to Michael Myers is out there. Period. Young Jamie Lee Curtis. So it could be two people outside. Yeah. That's true. Could, Could be, just be like a hot lady Michael Myers and and Laurie Strode, yeah. who's also on her team. Here, well, here's the thing: it, that's not what is said here. This is young Jamie Lee Curtis, different, right? Different. Just things. the actress. So confusing, but the I'm, actress I'm, in, on I'm in on this. Right. In between shooting scenes from the film, <laughs> I ran down the street, and with my luck, a car was coming down the road. I screamed and yelled, and the lady stopped driving. Or the lady driving stopped. She let me and in the back old Jamie of her Curtis. car, but rolled down her window to talk to Jamie Lee Curtis. No, who had a letter, a letter <laughs> opener hidden behind. Her. Uh, oh my god! So then, don't call her Jamie Curtis. <laughs> a letter opener hidden behind her back. The car lady was going to call the cops, but Jamie Curtis, Jamie Lee Curtis, Jamie who Curtis, now had short hair it. and was older. Oh, she fucking aged as she walked. Or there are two of them. We don't quite know. Oh, shit. Jabbed the letter opener in her neck. Damn. Oh, well, that'll kill someone. She started heading for the back door to get me, which I had locked. And as she reached for the knob, I jumped into the front, slammed my foot over the dead car lady's foot on the gas pedal. I floored it uh, out of there sitting on the lady's corpse. Well, that's R.I.P. lady. Jamie Lee Curtis stabbed someone coming in the neck. To, coming to kill him. This is fucking. This is fucking. This wild. is where I started to lucid dream. Oh no, I like the story, so I kept it going. You like so, this story? Time out. Have you boys ever lucid dreamed? Never, not once. Maybe Me for either. like a moment, but I've never been like, oh, I'm lucid dreaming. Yeah, I. That's yeah. Yeah, I think I. I, I can think of one time where I realized I was in a dream, but I couldn't f- change anything. I was like, I just want to wake up. I made it to the cops. And they went to check on the kids who were sick but alive. The cop found no trace of anyone else ever being there. And it was only my fingerprints on the letter opener. And the maid who worked for the people I was babysitting. Turns out the cookies had been poisoned that I had given to the kids. Wow. What? A real granny nanny doll. It seemed I had imagined the invaders... And I was the one who tried to kill the kids and ended up killing the lady with the letter opener. At least that's what the police believed. Dude, this is the 2015 Eurojank storytime hour. This is great. <laughs> then I woke up too much to continue. Then I woke up too much. All right. I guess you were just awake a lot. I woke up too much to continue. Good dream. Was it? I guess. Like, it's a <laughs> wild ride. Yeah. I do want to be known. I hadn't watched any slashers lately. And honestly... They aren't my favorite genre of horror. I haven't had a lucid dream in a long time either, but they're always enjoyable. Thanks for the read. Okay. I, again, I don't pretend to know much about why the slasher showed up. I would imagine the reason why is even though you didn't think about mm, them, the you geez. were in the mindset of horror movies. 
And those are like the most recognizable characters in all of the horror genre. So them showing up in your movie. But the hot dream, lady versions. Right. Well, the hot lady versions, I imagine like. Yeah, like the horny you versions. You said it was a good dream. I believe that. It's like Homer It's like Homer Simpson's version of a dream. Yeah. Um, I would say that children in general, or, or, or I don't know what two kids means, but I know that a, sign, a children in general, the sign is kind of like new ideas or new opportunities, right? Like it's a, it's a new thing that you have to deal with. And it's always seen as a blessing, right? So you have these two kids. It could be the sign of like two important things in your life that are coming up or, the, you know, like that kind of stuff that you're concerned with. And then the idea of poisoning them is kind of like um, <laughs> self-sabotage. Does that make any sense? Like you were sabotaging, like self-destructive behavior. Yeah, like it. It, it could be because, like, the idea of babysitting is the idea of taking care of others, right? It's the idea of, or, or maybe even yourself. I guess if this could be looking at the the two kids are facets of new opportunities for yourself, and you're nurturing them and you're taking care of them, right? And because they're not your kids, this is like a temporary thing. This is it's like a maybe even like a harmless thing, but it's important to you. And then you are either self-sabotaging this thing or worried about self-sabotaging it through outside things like hot slasher ladies. I honestly don't know. I, I it seems like one of those dreams that's uh, you know like change your view kinds of dreams where your brain's trying to reconcile a bunch of things going on in your life, and it's like hey change your perspective, change, yeah. change your perspective is kind of the vibe I get there. And uh, you had a good one that you enjoyed, so you know I had look I had a dream. The other night I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this dream because it's insane. Back this in game is, show? So the this is just the general beats. I wrote it all down, but we'll just who we don't need that. So sure, sure, sure. I had a dream where I was uh, watching a movie. I went to a movie theater, was watching a movie. The movie I it, I wasn't even in it. I was just watching the movie, and the movie was about these two dudes. Th and it was split into one of those like sort of movie things that sometimes directors do, where time is out of order, and it was a story of two men who throughout history had always worked together or been friends or whatever. And at the same point in time, in the movie, all the timelines connected where it was like they all realized they had known each other throughout time. Even like in the future, they recognized they knew who they were in the past. And it was like weird, trippy, like into the eye of one guy. Like it was bizarre. That's the plot of Earthbound. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was very crazy. And then what ends up happening is... A random anime girl shows up. Cannot explain this at all. A random anime girl shows up, kills, uh, kills one guy, and then it, and then says something along the lines of like, "Good, it is done." And I guess throughout history, she has always killed one of them. Oh, I don't know why. Couldn't hmm. tell you what that was about. That's, but she yeah. always shows up and does it. And here's the What's crazy the Charlize? thing: Charlize. What's the Charlize and Will Smith movie? Hancock. Hancock. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yes. It was. Oh my god! I it was a very existed. bizarre thing that only and like when the when the movie ended, there was a post credit scene. This is how I knew I was like, this is a Jesse dream. Nah. It was a volcano, and in the volcano, waking up was White Vision. Oh, oh my god! And a, a sexy redheaded woman was like, the ship good. of Theseus himself. She was like, good, you're awake. 
We have work to do. And that was the dream. And I woke up like, what was that? I woke up from the Johnny dream. Johnny Silverhand. Like, what, did I, what did I just dream? Yeah, it was so bizarre. So, yeah, your brain does stuff, man. Now, we could dig deep in that and try to figure out what it means. But sometimes your brain is just like... Let's get wild, dude. You you ate the weirdest thing, so now we're going to have a weird moment. And that could be what the sexy version of Slashers is for you. Just that Gorgonzola, that yeah. Gorgonzola nut. The gateway to dreams, Cheese Town. Well, I will try cheese before I go to bed, but I feel like the weed just kills my dreams every night. Go you know? go think. like French and extreme on the cheese. You know what I mean? Like get yeah, something stinkier stinky, the better. Okay, yeah, yeah. Stinky right. and spreadable. If I start dreaming in French, is that like the power of cheese? I don't think that's... Mm. Could I learn French through cheese osmosis in the stomach? I don't stomach? think you will, but it's possible. Anything's possible. I'm ready, dude. I'm ready for anything to happen at this point in my life. Like, bring on anything. If the aliens aren't going to do that, cheese osmosis. I'll accept it. All right, on to the next story. <clears throat> this is Deja Vu or Deja Reve, I believe is Rev. how you say that, by Reddit user Contares. Deja Rev. Deja Rev. I've never actually heard what that term that before. Mean? So that's Deja Rev. We're about to find out, my friend. So I'm randomly going down a YouTube rabbit hole on the psychology of dreams, and one of do one of the doctors mentioned Deja Reve as a random throwaway example like everyone knows what it is. For me, this was new, and thus led me down another rabbit hole of what is Deja Reve. Basically, it's using my own language and how I understand it. Deja vu is a moment that is eerily familiar that the event you are experiencing has already happened. Example, you're going out at, uh, to open a door in a public space and somehow you know it's a push door and somehow you know you're going to get a little disappointed if pulling it doesn't work. You pull anyways because that's what you chose to do in the first place. You get disappointed and the moment is over and life continues on. On the other hand, you push the door, it opens, and now you are confused because that eerie feeling is persisting. Then it tapers out because you aren't thinking about it. That's a that's a weird little example. It doesn't for me, it's not really like that when I have deja vu. It's just that feeling of like as I'm doing it already, I feel like I've already done it. There's not like this I can't seem to like predict what is that, what necessarily. Is, what is that feeling? Does it have a name where if you're thinking about a song and then you hear it on the radio and like confirmation bias? See, it's just a synchronicity. Right. I mean, obviously the reason why you're thinking about the song is because it's played often and so you feed back into yourself. But it's one of those things where yeah, I'm very curious about that, if that has a special name. Yeah, synchronicity. The simultaneous occurrence of events which appear significantly related but have no discernible ca ca uh, casual, casual do we, connection. Do we believe in that on this podcast? Is that? I think synchronicity is really. That's not like a supernatural thing. That's just a thing I don't know that how happens. It, I don't Come know on, how it uh, manifests. In, I don't know how it manifests in the world. For sure, but I do believe yeah, that me there are quantum forces at play. Yes, I would. I, I agree with that. Moving on, Deja Reve, it describes the sensation of feeling like you dreamed about something before it happened in real life. As an example, Groundhog Day, but one event usually, but one event usually, or you dream that a cup is knocked off the table spilling coffee everywhere during a meeting, and then at the meeting got that dreamy feeling and moved the cup, and the cup wasn't knocked over by whoever was going to knock it over. No mess. This is I've called That's So Raven, is what this is called. <laughs> Uh, I have experienced deja vu way more than deja vu when I first noticed I was like eight years old. It was little things like my bro slipping on a, on a spill and me thinking I dreamt this, but I hadn't have had any recollection of the dream before that time as I noticed it remembered as I noticed it I remembered the dream. I did try to remember my dreams and now I remember most of my dreams, even the fantastical ones. Shit weirds up there. Yeah, I mean, that's true. If you do start, like Jesse says, writing down your dreams and stuff like that, your brain does start remembering them because... Naturally, your brain tries to eject that shit as fast as possible so it doesn't get mixed with reality. 
But if you start writing shit down, yeah, you can start remembering your dreams. If you more. take an interest, yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, the Continuing, the biggest event to make me confirm it was actually a thing rather than a coincidence. I was like nine or ten years old. It was a Friday afternoon. We were packing up the classroom, moving chairs out of the way for the cleaners. I had the dreamy feeling and it followed. In my dream, I moved a chair just as someone was sitting down. They fell and cut the back of their head open on the corner of the chair. It was bleeding everywhere and they were crying. Instead of following the path, I just called out, I'm taking your chairs. They still fell, but didn't they didn't seriously get hurt. Now my question to whoever is reading this, have you experienced deja vu or deja vu and what are your experiences? TLDR, deja vu, eerily familiar feeling in an event happening, deja vu, one event of Groundhog Day. I experience it re- regularly. What's your take on I definitely experience deja vu more yes. than I experienced deja rev. I don't even know if I can. Ex- I don't. I can't think if I've actually ever experienced deja rev. Uh, this is from my dream. I've never had. Yeah, that I, 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 it's more deja vu where I'm like, I feel like I've done this. I've walked these steps. I've done this I thing. Usually, it's always- I usually believe it's true. The thing that I did. But then, you know, I guess deja rev. Like I'm in like another country i've never been in before and i'm like having deja vu then i must it must be not real you know what i mean but i don't know i i have to believe that yeah, most it's, it's of strange. 2020 and 2021 i had is it one event groundhog days most of those days <laughs> you're like you've been when here, i watched every episode it, of catfish happened. in one one week that was that was uh that was rough. That's how I feel watching <laughs> oh Chomps. My God. After a while, I'm like, this is the same episode. I'm watching the same episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Yeah, you're right. Chop does that, too. You're like, wait a minute. How long? Every time I've a seen guy, every kitchen nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Every time a dude shows up and is like, I work with the best chefs in the world, and I'm going to win. I'm like, this guy's lose. First round. This guy's out. Yeah. <laughs> yep. First round, he's out. You start to see yep. the Matrix. Yeah. You're like, ah, oh, this guy's gone. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm the same way. Deja vu, no real deja vu that I can think of, but uh, definitely deja vu. If this is true, though, do, like he asked at the end, what's your take on deja vu? If you if that's something real, what do you think that is? Do you think it's just your brain being really delayed and like whatever signals are flying around? I'm sure we've talked about this before, and you know, I don't think it's anything new. But the idea that the human mind always, always tries to put pieces of puzzles together and fill in information and constantly yeah. is trying to like mm. make something out of nothing. And so, you know, it's how we as a species survived being attacked by animals and stuff. It's like, it's dark and scary. Let's get out of here. And so I I think yeah, yeah. that is all these things are possible and all these things probably do happen. But I would say that it's probably your brain pooling bits of memory and think, you know, because the way you think about memory isn't just like a scene in your head it is one strand being pulled and then that strand has other strands like a smell sets you off or you're in a certain place and that sets you off i remember i saw a movie once where the like in the background was a place that i took a date once and i was like man this yep. soured the entire movie <laughs> i was like it does it sucks uh, man yeah. your brain will latch onto one thing and then you're just That's like it. well yeah it's to- and I, I don't know. I personally think it's like a thought that you have that you don't notice that came from you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's. I think that's. I what think it you're is. right. I do. I think I, I lean on that because your brain, the brain is so like, fucking like crazy. Like you're talking man. about like, that. You're talking about really... the chair. You know that. She, you know that she she moved because that person cut their head. Like maybe it's possible that like you had the thought that somebody was going to cut themselves and get a bad injury if you didn't tell them that you were going to move the chair. But that you like, yeah, but like then you, 
you didn't realize that it was like coming from your own conscious perception of the room. You know, I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm not going to like try and take away your like significant moment in your life. But like, I think like, you know, Vu and Reve, the difference is just you as the the observer of that phenomenon of remembering, like realizing a thought that's not from your own head is from your own head. Right depending on whether you think it's something yeah. that could have happened before, I think that's deja vu. And I think deja vu is more something that couldn't possibly have happened, but it's deja vu again. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I follow you. And I, I think I, I feel similarly. Yeah. I, Cause again, your brain is capable. So it's crazy things that you can't even fathom. So Alex, you're up on the next one. This one's called seeing horns by Reddit user, the Jamaicanese nerd. I feel not good saying that that word. Yeah, uh, you sound right. Dude, out like, of my you mind. already said it. It's hey, done. chill. Yeah. Hey, chill boys. Long time listener and even longer time fan yeah. of Jesse. Damn. Started with the Dead Space yeah. LP and Alex. Damn. Started with the <laughs> Dex. Yo, <laughs> Mathis. I started here. Don't feel bad. Honestly, majority of the people who know me now know me from this. So that's fine. <laughs> that's totally okay. Same. And honestly, Same. something to be proud of. I'm, I'm happy with that. Same. Starting this out, I'm semi skeptical about the paranormal, even though I'm a Christian. Lol. I will agree that there are. Th- Things that I believe we don't have answers for, but I also know scammers and con artists exist. This, however, is a different story. Also, feel free to use this on the pod. I come from a small town in North Carolina town. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I come from a small town in North Carolina. Town so small, it's made up of about 10 large families total. Obviously, I had to get out of there when I hit college age. And in my family in particular, there's this generational thing that happens once every few batch of kids. Apparently... Some of us have the ability to see, and I quote, horns of sin what? and weight on other people. That's basically amazing. They're, yeah. Basically, they're the visual representation of the problems people deal with and carry with them either emotionally or physically. Side note, people got some pretty big horns. Can you come nowadays. to a live show and tell <laughs> me what my horns look like, please? Right? Please and thank you. Please, that would be so you, fucking do, amazing. Do, will, will pictures suffice? Oh, my God. We submit pictures of us to the Reddit. Yeah, no. Can you can see Can you us? see horns yeah. through pictures what are my Good horns question. like do i got nice horns yeah digitally or do you have to be in person i want to know about my horns would you say i'm horny oh awesome powers over here Ooh. Uh, between the ages of 12 to 24 i'm 26 at time of writing i always thought this was just a metaphor for being empathetic and just noticing when someone is having a rough go of things right up until one day i was out with a good friend at the mall shopping for wedding clothes in october we were in line and i was about to hand my card over the cashier Right as she handed me my card back, I froze as I noticed a set of really large-looking ram horns on her head. I thought it was some kind of costume thing, so I told her, nice horns. That's like that video game where you are in a dream and everybody is a ram or a sheep. Oh, uh, Catherine. Yes, Catherine. That's a good game. She looked at me puzzled when I said that, like I said something either weird or stupid, then went back to working the line. I turned to my friend thinking I may have said something offensive, but he looked at me like I was crazy too. After we left the store, the following conversation happened. Friend. Dude, are you okay? Me. Yeah, why? Friend. Because you complimented the cashier's horns. Me. Yeah, she probably hates wearing them or something. I shouldn't have said anything. F. She wasn't wearing horns, ma'am. I froze. The hell did he mean? I saw him plain as day on her head, like it was impossible not to notice them. Ever since then, I've been noticing them all over. Some are smaller than expected of certain circumstances, and others are larger than what you'd believe. Nothing breaks my heart more than seeing a 12-year-old... Nothing breaks my heart more than seeing a 12-year-old with horns larger than himself. No idea. My God, imagine that visual of just like 
a twelve year with huge like baby horns. baby Hellboy. It's like uh, the the Satan from that one uh, Black Phillip Tom oh, Cruise movie. Uh, Legend. Yeah, with those big ass horns. I haven't seen that movie in a minute. I would be not surprised if that movie was a big pile of shit. But I loved it when I was a kid. I froze. The hell did he mean? I saw him playing his day in her head. Like it was impossible not to notice them. Ever since then, I've been noticing them all over. Some are smaller than expected in certain circumstances, and other larger than what you believe. Nothing breaks my heart more than seeing a 12-year-old with horns larger than himself. No idea if this is a psychological thing or if I'm actually seeing stuff, but I'd love your input on it because it's kind of freaky. Anyway, love you guys, and if you want more elaboration, please feel free to ask. I mean, yeah, I would love... Can you see horns through pictures? Yeah. What do we look like? I want to know what our horns look like. That's interesting. Like, if they actually are seeing them, too. Yeah, like, are they, yeah I was going to say. I wonder what... Or why? And ram horns, not devil horns, which is something that I would have assumed. I imagine mine are like pretty cool looking. Regardless. I would say you're 80%. You think horn. mine are big because I tried to bargain with Satan and that like added on some weight? I think yours I think yours are big because of the pregnant Pokemon. Listen, we learned we learned through those tweets you started it. I started it, all, it Alex. But it was you mentioning pregnant Pokemon many, many episodes ago. So what you're saying is that you, Alex, are Dr. Frankenstein. And Mathis is the monster that got away from you. Yeah, 100%. And I am the pitchfork people with my torches like burn this whole thing down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You're the boy, you're the you're the little boy that Frankenstein chokes out. <laughs> that's what happened to you, Jesse. You got ruined. You got to, you're the victim no. in this. Come here and look at this pregnant skitty. Don't don't go there. You don't want to go it's there. It's great. I you love don't go there. a pregnant that is, Pokemon. It's all pregnant Pokemon and it's not cool. There's nothing cool about it. It's weird. I don't know. Pocket said she wanted some more and uh I think that's enough. Yeah, well that's who cares what she wants. <laughs> I got to look at those damn things. <laughs> All right, we got one more story to wrap up this episode. Uh, this one's simply called A Childhood Encounter by Reddit user Bry LeVue. I think I'm saying that right. Sounded cool, whatever it was. I want to start this off by saying, feel free to share this. And if you had an ex a similar experience, please share because I hate not knowing what shit is. And this has annoyed the hell out of me since it happened. This is the one experience I cannot explain away with science or any medical condition. And before you think sleep paralysis, let me tell you that's not it. And you'll find out why. When I was about 10 years old, I had an encounter with something at the bottom of my bed. I went to sleep like any normal night my brother was sleeping. And like any normal night, my brother was sleeping on the floor next to me in a little cot. My mother was asleep with her TV uh, on in her bedroom across the hall. I woke up at around what time, at around what time I don't know, because I wasn't allowed to have a cell phone. It was still dark, so either middle of the night or super early morning. I look at the bottom of my bed and there's a womanly shadow standing at the bottom of my bed. Naturally, I think it's just my mother checking up on me since her bedroom is only across the hall and I call mom, mom, mom. She finally answers me from her bedroom. I look at my bedroom door that leads to the hallway and then look back at this thing and it now has glowing red eyes. I naturally do the only thing a kid can do and hide under my blanket and I stay there until I saw the morning light shine through my covers. My family already thought I was a weirdo, extremely Christian household and I was not vibing with religion at all. So instead of telling anyone uh, what I saw, I just opted to sleep in my mother's room the next night. My brother decided to sleep in the living room. Turns out me calling for mom had woken him up and he also saw the thing at the bottom of the bed and he also knew better than to tell anyone. But once again, I would wake up and I looked in the corner of the room and there it was again, glowing red eyes already apparent and staring at me. The next night, I joined my brother in the living room. While I didn't wake up and see the woman again, I did apparently have an extremely bad night terror. I so bad my older sister had to come and wake me up, saying I was screaming bloody murder and punching the air. 
I didn't even remember having a nightmare. I woke up completely normal, no elevated heart rate, no sweat. I had no idea what she was talking about. The night terrors got so bad, my mother wound up having to take me to the hospital. I went to, I went to sleep. I went to a sleep doctor, spent the night at the hospital with a bunch of things attached to my head and heart. Nothing. Absolutely nothing happened while I was at the hospital. I went back home and once again, the night terrors continued. This went on for a year until it suddenly just stopped. I never saw the woman again and I've never had any other experience that I can't explain away. I only believe in things I experience. That's why I'm an atheist. This one experience is what fuels my belief in the unknown. And that's the story of just the woman watching. Not bad. I mean, truly a scary situation. The fact that you were having night terrors leads me to believe maybe you were hallucinating as somebody who had night terrors as a kid. I hallucinated skeletons and shit like that. So the thing about that, I think is interesting about that with night terrors. And even if it's real or not, the idea that it's terrifying and it's only caused by your brain, I think is a fascinating topic of research of the idea that your brain can create something that you perceive as real. Well then what is real? If your brain is creating everything you're seeing, touching, tasting all that stuff anyway, What's real, man? That's, you know, the more you think about it, the more you're like, oh, yeah, I love that stuff. <laughs> I really liked it, too, because, like, I don't know, anybody who starts with, like, I'm a skeptic, but then has a paranormal experience, I just find enjoyable. That's how they get um, you on this show. I know. I'm a Jesse, but I've been probed by aliens. I'm a Jesse, but uh, I'm a Mathis. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but that's it, boys, for today's reader stories. A great batch of stuff. Uh, we appreciate you guys over on the subreddit and on the Discord. That's incredible. Again, if Thank you guys you want to end so up patreon.com slash pod. Great website. There you go. I was going to say, if you want to support us, head to Patreon. Uh, also, go to theyeti.com slash Chiluminati. Uh, we sold our, our second wave of plushies. We're working on getting <laughs> more. Yeah, thank you guys so much. I'm so glad you love him. Um, and we've got more merch, stickers and pins and stuff coming in a few days. So go keep your eye on the store. Uh, and lastly, if you've enjoyed the show, hey, let it leave us a review wherever you listen and drop us a review. Let us know what you think. It helps out a ton. So that's about it. We're going to go do a mini-sode for our Patreon, mini-sode 101. Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Peace. Bye. Anyway, me and my wife were sitting outside indulging on our porch one night, enjoying ourselves. I needed to go to the bathroom, so I stepped back inside, and after a few moments, I hear my wife go, holy shit, get out here. So I quickly dash back outside, and she's looking up at the sky in awe. I look up too, and there's a perfect line of dozen lights traveling across the sky.